Tibet in 2023 is many things but not silenced. Tibet continues to remain the least free country in the world in terms of its ever deteriorating human rights, political rights and its civil liberties under the brutal occupation of the Chinese Communist Party. The year saw increased restrictions and surveillance in Tibet, arbitrary arrest, religious repressions and assimilation of Tibetans into the Chinese state's signification drive. Let's discuss more on China's human rights violations in Tibet in 2023 with Mr. Tenzi Kunken, Research Associate at the UN, EU and Human Rights Desk at the Department of Information and International Relations of Central Tibetan Administration. And welcome to our program, Kungela. Thank you for having me. So, uh, around the world, 2023 is described as the year of disruption and um, the world has seen the undeniable reality of climate change and deadly earthquakes and uh, devastation of war. And uh, an untouched and unseen by the rest of the world, uh, Tibet continues to break down and as Sikyong would uh, uh, we'd call it, uh, Tibet is dying a slow death. So um, how would you describe uh, human rights violation in Tibet in 2023? Uh, surely. Um, the 2023 uh, has been um, uh, called as a year of uh, global conflict. And with uh, the Russia and Ukraine war uh, in its second year and uh, Israel and Hamas war uh, still uh, going on, uh, there has been a lot of uh, deaths and uh, killing of uh, human lives all across the world. Uh, and uh, as the post-pandemic world uh, still, uh, you know, uh, uh, strives to uh, uh, deal with these uh, conflicts and uh, crises, uh, Tibet has been, uh, for the last six decades, uh, been the place where uh, some of the most... Uh, visible and egregious human rights violations uh, by the uh, Chinese Communist Party has been taking place and uh, last year is no different. Um, uh, 2023 uh, has been a year where Tibet was named the least free country in the entire world for the third consecutive year with, uh, with a freedom score of just one out of hundred and uh, China has been named as the um, worst uh, abuser of internet freedom by the Freedom House report for the ninth consecutive year, uh, which shows that uh, uh, the, exp the freedom of expression and access to information on social media and uh, the crackdown on um, you know, influential uh, uh, individuals and bloggers were still uh, uh, you know, ongoing inside uh, China. And, um, the Chinese government's uh, sinicization campaign, as they would say, uh, which means uh, converting everything into Chinese uh, characteristic, uh, has intensified uh, last year. Uh, you know, um, evidenced by the ongoing uh, uh, operation of um, colonial-style boarding school in Tibet, where uh, nearly one million Tibetan children uh, have been uh, forcefully you know, uh, subjected to uh, political indoctrination campaigns, and they are uh, they were separated from their parents, and uh, they were given uh, you know little to no opportunity and space to uh, learn to get acquainted with their own uh, language and uh, their religion and their culture, you know, in their daily lives. Um, 
And we also saw that uh, the Chinese Communist Party, you know, through its uh, state-run uh, media, have been uh, increasingly uh, focusing on the um, on its own narration that the colonial boarding schools are actually there to help the Tibetan children. But what they fail to, uh, uh, you know, note down is this pressing uh, issue with the curriculums where Tibetan children uh, are, uh, you know, denied the opportunity to learn their own language, where the Chinese Mandarin is uh, has been the focus of of the entire curriculum in these schools. They fail to address these uh, concerns in these, uh, you know, their narrative, and um, and we also saw that, uh, you know, uh, a total of at least uh, 40 Tibetans you know, were uh, arrested uh, just uh, for their, uh, you know, expression of their culture, their identity. And uh, among them, we, uh, we got to know that at least uh, eight of these Tibetans have been sentenced, you know, to, um, you know, to prison terms ranging from, you know, one to three years at most. And uh, which shows that uh, the Tibetan people living inside Tibet have actually no right to you know, express their own, uh, you know, practice their own culture, their own identity. And we also saw uh, the promulgation of uh, various uh, regulations, uh, you know, by the Chinese government. For example, the cybersecurity law ha has been in effect uh, since uh, February of last year. And then in uh, September, the Chinese government promulgated the uh, measure for the administration of religious activity venues, uh, which... Uh, which has the sheer, you know, like objective of um, uh, cracking down on the already, you know, restricted uh, atmosphere that Tibetan people are currently living in, and uh, and moving on to the uh, cases of uh, political prisoners, we saw that uh, uh, you know the the, the Chinese uh, PRC government have uh, released uh, you know Tibetan prisoners in in very poor health and on medical parole uh, due to the torture and the uh, you know punishment that they have suffered while uh, imprisoned in the chinese uh, prisons and we also saw you know that uh, we also saw the um, the surveillance and the monitoring of uh, former political prisoners uh, who have been actively uh, engaging in the advocating for their uh, language rights. Uh, for instance, uh, Tashi Wangchu, the former uh, language right activist, have been uh, attacked on multiple occasions uh, by the CCP uh, goons. And he has been uh, denied a license uh, for his registration uh, to register his, bus his business, which shows the you know plight of the Tibetan political prisoners you know, and the suffering they go through even after they're released from uh, the, uh, the Chinese prison. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the overview of the human rights situation in Tibet in 2023. As you have mentioned, uh, the last year also saw the new cybersecurity law, which increases surveillance and censorship on Tibetans in Tibet. So can you tell us um, what were the major impacts of uh, the surveillance in 2023? So the cybersecurity law, uh, which uh, came into effect uh, in February of last year, is actually the continuation of the existing uh, uh, cybersecurity law of the 2016. 
but with uh, specificity to the Tibetan, uh, the so-called Tibet Autonomous Region. And uh, the main objective of uh, this regulation or the law is to, you know, intensify its uh, surveillance and monitoring of uh, the Tibetan uh, individuals uh, uh, f um, for their activities on social medias and online sites. And uh, one of the major requirements of this uh, law is that uh, the Tibetan people are strictly restricted from you know, engaging in any discussions or talks related to uh, Tibetan culture, religion and language. And if anyone is found you know, discussing on these issues, uh, they will be uh, uh, severely punished and uh, subjected to imprisonment. As similar to many other laws, the, the PRC regulations, they deliberately fail to mention that such activity will result in violations, which gives uh, the authority the arbitrary power to, you know, uh, to point out that uh, any activity that Tibetan performs will constitute uh, a violation of the law. Because if you don't mention any specific activities which will uh, constitute a separatism, as, they, as the Chinese uh, authorities called, and uh, which, uh, you know, like, um, which puts the Tibetan individuals at the mercy of the PRC authorities' uh, own, you know, narrative of um, the the crime or the activities. One of the article in the cybersecurity law, specifically the Article 11, it says that anyone seen to be posting, posing a threat to the national security and public interests, uh, or deemed to be anti-socialist or seen as engaging in separatism by maintaining any association with the Tibetan independence groups or individual will face punishment. So which means that any Tibetan who uh, you know, makes contact with uh, individuals or uh, organizations that uh, exist outside China and which the Chinese government deemed uh, separatist will uh, severely be punished. And uh, we also see that uh, the individuals who share pictures, uh, speeches, uh, videos, and uh, other uh, you know digital um, contents uh, online uh, are also liable to be punished under this new law. And uh, as you mentioned, the major impacts of this strict surveillance is uh, ever since the promulgation of the law in 2016, the, the cybersecurity law, uh, Tibetans have been uh, denied. Uh, freedom and space to express uh, their, themselves on the, uh, in real life as well as on, the, um, on online, on, inter on the internet. In the month of March last year, uh, a Tibetan woman named Yang Tso uh, was arrested after she was found uh, sharing pictures of His Holiness the Dalai Lama on uh, social media or WeChat groups. Another Tibetan woman uh, named Wang Chuk Tso from Amdo province was also arrested in October last year uh, on the same charge of sharing pictures of His Holiness. Uh, and uh, in October, and on, in the same month, a Tibetan, name, uh, a Tibetan man called Sampel, uh, he was uh, summoned by the Chinese officials uh, to the police station and uh, uh, they immediately uh, conf confiscated his uh, mobile phone and checked uh, the content. Uh, he was uh, arrested and imprisoned. 
but uh, there was no you know uh, information on his on his current whereabouts or his well-beings so the PRC's new regulation that came into effect on 1st September last year uh, was to intensify restrictions on religious freedom inside Tibet and also elsewhere in China. And China's uh, state uh, administration for religious affairs promulgated um, the measures for the administration of religious activity sites and also uh, known as popularly known as Order Number no. 19, uh, marking a significant escalation in PRC's uh, government's ongoing crackdown on religious freedom in Tibet. So can you uh, tell us more on the repercussions of this policy in Tibet? Mm. The, the promulgation of the, um, the new uh, law on the uh, governance of the religious activity sites, uh, which went into effect in September of last year, uh, is another step by the PRC government to uh, crack down on the uh, religious institutions uh, all across uh, China. And uh, for Tibet uh, specifically, uh, this uh, new law forced the, the Tibetan uh, uh, religious uh, institutions to uh, adopt the the uh, China uh, the CCP ideology and uh, uh, will uh, force to adhere to the you know the the so-called sinicization of uh, uh, Tibetan into Chinese nation state. And uh, the new uh, measure uh, is uh, China PRC government's, um, you know, uh, another approach to uh, attack and uh, smear the fundamental principles of uh, religions uh, into a Chinese uh, nation state. And um, if you look at the uh, the, the the so-called Order Number Nineteen. Uh, it's uh, right from the first article. Uh, it states that uh, the, the 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 order number nineteen, the measures have been uh, promulgated in accordance with the Chinese constitution, uh, which uh, theoretically guarantees uh, religious freedom to its citizens. But uh, if you look at uh, the article first, it contradicts. Uh, you know that uh, there aren't any. You know. Uh, religious freedom for its citizen, uh, as mentioned in the constitution, and from the f uh, from the foremost article, we you know we get the sense that uh, we get the sense of uh, you know um, the authenticity and the genuineness of the uh, the, the the new regulation, and uh, if you look into more detail uh, into this law, we see that uh, the article three of the measure of the measure. Uh, forcefully requires uh, the religious institutions which includes uh, Tibetan Buddhism you know uh, you know uh, uh, Christianity and uh, all the major five uh, religion that exists in China uh, they are uh, forced to adopt to the Chinese ideology but uh, it's shocking that uh, how how will a religious institution you know adopt an ideology of a system which doesn't believe in religion at all because the CCP is an atheist uh, government and they require these uh, religious institutions to adopt their ideology which shows that uh, their main aim is to destroy the principles and existence of this religion 
and if you look at uh, chapter number two, uh, we see that uh, you know the the PRC government has made uh, the registration the, uh, and registration of these um, religious activity sites to be a very complicated task uh, because uh, the involvement of uh, you know uh, CCP cadres uh, in the local and provincial level as well as uh, the manage the so-called management organization which requires you know uh, uh, an individual of uh, Chinese nationality who is also a resident of mainland China and uh, uh, you know the involvement of the CCP cadres in the process of you know registering these religious sites uh, make uh, made sure that uh, the CCP ideology and their you know rule uh, will have a say in uh, in the existence of this religious institution and uh, we also look at uh, if we also look at article 16 uh, it also states that uh, any religious institutions uh, they don't have the right to name uh, the particular uh, you know institution after a system or a sect or a person but in tibetan buddhism all of most all of our uh, you know now monasteries and temples are named after one uh, you know like a, uh, a lama or uh, we ha it is related somewhat to our religious sects but uh, this regulation shows that uh, the chinese government is hell bent on you know uh, eradicating the uh, the existing uh, principle and in the tradition of these uh, uh, religious uh, you know institutions and uh, it also mentioned that uh, all the, uh, the, uh, the architecture of these uh, religious sites or institutions have to be you know uh, Chinese in nature because which shows that uh, these religious activity activity sites must you know, adopt uh, the architecture of uh, the Chinese characteristics, uh, which uh, which is uh, which is a uh, straight uh, you know disregard and disrespect to the uh, you know mm, traditions of these uh, religious uh, institutions. And uh, lastly, uh, one of the article mentioned that uh, you know the religious activity sites uh, must not uh, construct. Uh, a huge or, or a sky high uh, statues of uh, you know uh, of their uh, religious teachers or lamas uh, which uh, which shows that uh, the CCP government is trying to justify retrospectively their actions uh, over their uh, you know demolition uh, of uh, religious uh, statues that have occurred uh, in 2021 in Tago Tago region because uh, nowhere in the world you will see any law you know uh, restricting uh, anyone from uh, constructing a huge uh, religious statues only in Tibet and China mm -hmm. so with this uh, the Chinese government is actually trying to uh, stop and uh, intensify its uh, already uh, 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 restrictive uh, policies uh, related to uh, the freedom of religion of the Tibetan people. More than half the cases uh, of last year were related to, uh, you know, individuals' exercise of their uh, religious rights, and uh, we we see that Tibetan uh, individuals are getting, 
imprisoned and punished for engaging in um, religious activities as simple as uh, uh, building or carving um, money and prayers on a you know on a stone uh, the Chinese the PRC government obviously uh, uh, have wrongfully um, charged them you know uh, of uh, carrying out uh, separatist activities just because they engage in in the in the traditional practice of their uh, re their own religion four dependents uh, have been uh, imprisoned to two years uh, f merely for you know initiating a religious uh, gathering in their own town where they have burned uh, when they have taken part in the sangsul the burning of the juniper and uh, they have uh, you know discussed about tibetan uh, buddhism with the with the local uh, residents so because of that uh, they have been uh, sentenced to two years in prison and also in the frequent uh, news coming from tibet last year uh, was the news on Gompuki's protest against the Chinese government on imprisonment of her brother Tojitashi, a well-known entrepreneur uh, who's without a trial at the moment, right? And also, um, and um, can you tell us um, what do you understand uh, of her and her brother's uh, status right now and uh, the case related to uh, injustices uh, by the Chinese uh, repressive policies on Tibetans? Mm. So the um, the case of uh, Gombuki's protest, uh, you know, for uh, against the Chinese government to for a fair trial of her uh, imprisoned brother Dojitashi, who happens to be uh, very successful uh, and um, uh, you know a successful businessman, and uh, it is uh, it is important to note that uh, Dojitashi was uh, actually uh, arrested and imprisoned uh, you know on on the wrongful charges uh, imposed by the chinese authorities he was uh, imprisoned and then in uh, 2010 he was uh, you know uh, subjected to uh, life imprisonment on the uh, on what the chinese government say on the charges of lawn fraud uh, the actual uh, you know uh, charges that were put put against him were uh, fake and false. Uh, we see that uh, a group of six Chinese legal experts have concluded that uh, the actual charges that were put against Dojitashi is not consist of lawn fraud, as the Chinese government have uh, uh, you know accused him of. And as for Gombuki, uh, she has every right and the you know freedom to uh, protest against this uh, unlawful uh, sentencing of her brother uh, and uh, we see that uh, in the last in the last year uh, she has you know constantly being uh, uh, in uh, you know demonstrating sit-ups and protest uh, against the Chinese court and a, f a few times uh, near the police station she wants uh, her brother to have justice she wants she knows that uh, the trial against uh, her brother Dojitashi was false and uh, she has every right to call for retrial which uh, which is also uh, in accordance with the you know con Chinese constitution but the Chinese authorities uh, instead of uh, you know responding to her uh, aspiration and her request they have uh, you know physically assaulted her 
they have uh, intimidated her in, while in detention uh, to stop these demonstrations, you know, and uh, they have uh, blatantly uh, violated her fundamental rights. And we also saw last uh, December that uh, Gompuki and her uh, husband, uh, they were detained for a short amount of time uh, after they have, uh, you know, protested uh, to give justice to Dojitashi. Um, so, as of now, Dojitashi's case is still, uh, you know, ongoing, and uh, we also, uh, you know, know from his uh, testimony uh, that uh, he has been, you know, subjected to severe um, torture and punishment in a Chinese prison, and uh, we also got the news that uh, he is currently in very poor health. So, if uh, it keeps on going, then. Uh, then we, we believe that we fear the worst uh, for Dojidashi uh, while he is in the Chinese prison. So amidst all the unjust stories from Tibet uh, under the hands of PRC, like uh, you have just now uh, shared us the um, story of uh, the news of um, Gombuki's fight for her brother Dojidashi. So um, the year also saw the um, International support for Tibet, uh, in a sense, um, many governments like U.S. and the EU, we have seen the positive news of uh, passing resolution on Tibet uh, in their respective countries or in their parliament. So um, can you tell us um, its significance in terms of creating more awareness and um, on human rights violation in Tibet? As for the United States, uh, the, the Resolve Tibet Act, uh, have been in you know in the in the process uh, if it comes into effect uh, will uh, eventually pressure the Chinese government to engage in dialogue with the Tibetan uh, representative and um, we also saw the United Nations uh, special rapporteurs and uh, the the United Nations Human Rights Council uh, actively you know uh, encouraging uh, um, discussions on the situation inside Tibet. In February last year, we saw that uh, three UN uh, human rights special rapporteur uh, condemned uh, the Chinese government's um, ongoing policy of uh, colonial boarding schools. And uh, we also uh, saw that uh, the United uh, Nations um, Committee on the Social, Cultural and uh, Economic Rights, uh, in its concluding observatory, uh, they, uh, you know, uh, questioned China uh, on the on, on the on the ongoing situation of the colonial boarding schools, and uh, we also saw the United Nations uh, experts um, questioning China on the to give credible information on the arrest of uh, nine Tibetan environmental activists who were uh, you know arrested and imprisoned to a long prison terms just for uh, engaging. Or, or advocating in the conservation of Tibet's environment uh, under, you know, uh, as a result of China's uh, 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 projects that has been taking place in Tibet. Um, and um, we also saw Canada, you know, um, uh, uh, pressurizing China to, uh, uh, to, to, to stop these uh, colonial-style boarding schools, which, uh, if left unchallenged, uh, have the potential to result in the extermination of uh, Tibetan identity, uh, um, you know, 
in the younger generation of uh, Tibetan uh, kids in Tibet. And uh, the EU, the United uh, European Union uh, Parliament also, uh, you know, put up put up a resolution uh, a few months back uh, condemning the, condemning China's uh, colonial boarding schools. We we are in constant need of these international supports, and uh, we got these supports in the last year, and we are looking forward to, you know, keep uh, raising awareness on the Tibet issue as well as uh, building strong alliances with this international community so as to uh, you know resolve this uh, Tibet and China conflict and uh, in November last year uh, the CCP uh, released the new white paper on Tibet uh, by China's uh, State Council which claimed to have brought uh, development uh, in Tibet with figures and alleged achievements uh, in terms of um, human rights religious uh, matters or cultural-wise. So um, what do you make of it? When you look at the white paper, uh, we see that uh, it has uh, created uh, a lot of prosperity and happiness uh, inside Tibet uh, while using the language that is the very characteristic of the, 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 C, uh, the Communist Party. We also see that um, it is uh, the white paper asserts uh, the, you know, uh, Xi Jinping's um, narration or the uh, attempt to, uh, you know, force the Chinese uh, characteristics uh, in, inside Tibet. Uh, and uh, while the white paper uh, uh, paints a very beautiful picture of Tibet uh, last year, but it, um, what it lacks or what it fails to show is the actual you know, core projects like uh, the colonial boarding schools, the uh, policy of mass relocations of uh, Tibetan nomads uh, from the traditional land to the uh, Chinese uh, government buildings. Uh, they fail to, uh, you know, uh, focus on these issues in the new white paper uh, while, uh, you know, barraging a lot of, you know, uh, figures and achievements uh, in order to, uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, disinformed the international community, and um, and the release of the white paper in November, uh, you know, uh, it uh, coincides with the uh, uh, it's with China's uh, fourth universal periodic review, which is scheduled to take place uh, in January of uh, this year, and uh, with the white paper, the Chinese uh, government, uh, you know, uh, attempts to paint you know, to paint a pretty picture of Tibet and CP, uh, uh, PRC government's achievements uh, in Tibet while hiding all these, uh, while hiding the realities of the human rights violations uh, in order to, you know, as I mentioned, uh, misinform the international community because uh, during the universal periodic review, the states will be questioning China and... Uh, you know, it, the white paper is another one of China's propaganda tool to uh, whitewash its, uh, you know, human rights violations in Tibet. It contains uh, a lot of uh, narratives and uh, assertion of the Xi Jinping to uh, realize the Chinese characteristics in uh, Tibetan, uh, you know, culture, religion and language. 
and we also see that uh, the PRC government have uh, failed to mention you know the uh, uh, about the COVID-19 uh, situation in Tibet uh, where a lot of Tibetans were uh, you know uh, forced to um, forced into this the so-called zero uh, COVID lockdown uh, policy which has resulted in the death and uh, death of uh, lots of Tibetans and uh, we, we don't see it anywhere on the white paper and not to, and not to uh, forget that uh, the replacement of uh, uh, Tibet the word Tibet with Shizang is uh, you know uh, is a is a blatant uh, attempt by the Chinese government to uh, what do you call it uh, to disregard the association of the word Tibet from the international community and its uh, cultural uh, essence so we see that the the, the white paper um, have um, you know, uh, replaced uh, Tibet with Shizang to claim legitimacy of its rule in Tibet, uh, and uh, it fails to you know uh, address the real uh, issues that is uh, existing inside Tibet. So these are my questions for today, and it was very insightful discussion that we just had. And uh, thank you so much for talking to us about uh, the human rights violations in Tibet uh, by the Chinese government uh, in 2023. Thank you so thank much. You much. Thank you so much for watching and see you in the next episode of In Conversation with Tibet TV.